There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. I have the opportunity to, to the first time I get to lead a program uh, at Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any better than just, this. The biggest reason is, is just, you know, this is Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma uh, is, is um, a special place. All right, welcome back to the Sooner Surge. This is episode 10, um, and today the Sooners will take on TCU and Fort Worth. Um, but over this past week, uh, five-star defensive lineman David Hicks chose to say them over Oklahoma, so we're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way before we move on to our uh, normal pre preview of the game today. Um, so, guys, what are your thoughts on this recent announcement? Well, I will start off, I'll just basically, for everyone that doesn't know, but I'm sure mainly everyone does, I'm going to tell a story of basically the 24 hours before the recruitment. So about Tuesday afternoon, um, A&M and Oklahoma were still re- re- recruiting David Hicks. And it sounded like he committed to OU at the Champion Barbecue. Really, did you, which... I'm pretty sure, Brody, I think you said in our old pod that was one of, one of your five locks. Yeah, I think, but, I think everybody had him as a lock. Yeah, well, yeah, after we saw the crystal balls come in. And really, like, apparently I heard A&M was on the phone with him till like, 1 a.m. trying to get him to come to their school. And that morning I woke up and he told his parents it was going to be Oklahoma and as the day went on, like, 15 minutes before the game, uh, or before his re- recruiting announcement, uh, his dad walked up to Brandon Drum, who was there, and told him it was going to be a- A&M. And Drum was the first guy to f- find out it was going to be A&M outside of his family, which is a shocking to anyone in the recruiting world. But I don't think it's right for all these Oklahoma fans, because I've seen some stuff on social media social media to be attacking David Hicks because it, it, it is his decision what he wants to do with his career you know and it's not right to be bashing these kids I understand he probably should have chosen Oklahoma over A&M there was probably some NIL involved but he chose what he felt was best for him yeah I mean the whole thing about people bashing him I, I agree that's that's dumb um but here's what I gotta say about that. These college kids are now making money. So they're almost professional athletes. And if you're gonna be a professional athlete, you're gonna have to deal with that criticism. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's right, but you're talking about a guy that maybe is bringing in $3 million. I mean, if, if people wanna bash him, I mean, for, well, I don't know how much. I'm just saying like, you're basically, these college kids are now professional athletes. So. This yeah. whole thing about booing, I agree. They're an 18-year-old kid. I wouldn't do it. But I'm just saying they're opening themselves up for that. And, you know, if he's a guy, let's be honest, if he's a guy that went to A&M and it was because of the money, then I don't think OU wanted him anyway. So, yeah. I mean, OU's, not, OU's got a great in and in place. They're not going to drop bags and bags and bags for one player. It's going to be equal across the board. Um, so... Yeah. So they're not going to just put their neck out there for one player. Uh, 
I think the way it went down was was bad. I, I don't yeah. Think, I think he should have been up front with OU. I think that was if, if that's true that he didn't say anything to him. That's very disrespectful to the coaching staff. Um, and we'll see if OU recruits him anymore after this, because you know he's committed, but he's not signed. So you know there a lot can change between now and then, but can that change? Can can that change as far as the way he treated OU? Is that is that going to be mended? I don't know. Well, yeah, also, a, a kid like him, there's no way that you can't want him in your class because he's a very special talent, like, that he can do- dominate games. And, and like, also, the thing that made me the most mad about the bashing wasn't more of, like, the hate comments because all fan bases do that towards recruits. It's how people are sending this kid and his family's death threats through their DMs. Yeah, I agree. That's stupid. I, That's dumb. Those are not real OU fans, in my opinion. No. On Twitter, there's a lot of like fake fans and stuff because you can do that now. But I think you guys said it, uh, this whole situation, um, very good. And we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, uh, throughout the course of this year leading up to uh, early, early signing day. So uh, today, in about a couple hours, Team 128 will take on TCU. We're going to start with a quick preview of this game. Uh, following the loss to Kansas State, this is a bounce-back game, and it has been a bounce-back game in the past down in Fort Worth for this team. So uh, how would you guys kind of preview this game today? Well, I mean, I can start off by saying uh, Joe Gillespie, the defensive coordinator who came from Tulsa, I've seen a lot of his defense over the years. It's not a very co- complex defense. It's really pretty simple, 335. But the one thing he does, usually his teams are pretty fundamentally sound. Now, I have not watched any film over TCU. But from what I've heard, it sounds like their defense is not very good. The only player to worry about on their defense is their linebacker number six, I believe. And, but... uh Tredavious Hodges Tomlinson, isn't that how you say his name? I don't know. I think that sounds right. Yeah, but he's hurt, I've heard. He's been playing hurt. So I don't know how much of a factor he's going to be, but when he's healthy, he's he's an All-American corner. But really, I think the offense should not have a problem against their defense today. We haven't struggled against a three-safety look yet this year, I hope. That's not today. Um, we struggled a little bit against struggling. Kent State. Yeah, we did. But once we figured it out, we got rolling. And on offense and defense, you can't get off to a slow start today. Because we saw what that did versus Kent State. Once a team like that gets up 14-0, that's an underdog. They get all this confidence in the world. And the thing is, if Oklahoma goes up like 10-0 to or 14-0, to it takes the confidence away from the team they're playing because they know they're playing Oklahoma. They know they have more talent than them. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought going into the year, this would be the trap game. I thought this was the one before Texas got to watch out for. I was not expecting to be at home last week to K-State. But you got to move on. That happened. It sucks. That happened. And now you got to win the rest of your games, period. There's, there's no, for this team, 
you know, if they're want if they're wanting to get in the playoff, you have to win every game. So there's no time for mess ups anymore. You know, let's just if that was a bad game defensively, which I hope it was, we'll see because TC can score. So we'll see how they react today. Um, but they really need to have a good bounce back performance. I mean, I watched last night. I watched Washington State get Washington. get or Washington yeah. get lit by UCLA, and you know they had been really good up to that game. I mean, these games can happen with college kids. They can happen. So let's get move past it. Try to dominate today, and and, and see what happens. They should be able to score on TCU. Yes, it's a rush three drop eight. It's a very soft rush three drop eight. Mm-hmm. Very soft. You, Gabriel has to have a good game. He can't just dump it off early. He's got to be patient because they're only going to rush three. They don't blitz a whole lot. The O-line should give him plenty of time. So, Yeah, I agree with you. And we're going to continue to talk about the opponent, which is TCU. Uh, and our next thing, we're going to actually talk more about them. But this game is not by any means about TCU. It's about OU and how you respond from a uh, loss against Kansas State that was a bad loss. And that's one of the things I'm looking for because we've seen – uh, OU teams in the past lose games early on in the year. I look back to the Iowa State game. Uh, they responded very well from that game. There's been games that you lose and you respond, and then you go out and, and win, win out. But I'm looking for – it could be really nice if we can get a statement victory today um, in TCU. But, yeah, it's not about TCU. Um, it's about OU. Undefeated TCU, though, offensively, Look, I think their offense is better than Kansas State. Now, I don't think Max Duggan is going to suddenly become a Heisman contender like Adrian Martinez did. But I do think Max Duggan, who can run, and Adrian Martinez gave us a lot of problems when he can run. They have Quentin Johnson, who is by far the best wide receiver that we're, we have faced yeah, all year. Wide receiver and good. it's going to be a great test yeah. because you've got probably the next best wide receiver, other than, of course, I'm going to say Marvin Mims is the best, uh, knocking on the door next week, and Xavier Worthy. So they have mm-hmm. Quinn Johnson, very good. They're going to have a good run run game. They're running back uh, Kendra Miller, I think is his name. He's pretty solid. Um, and Max Duggan, obviously, he can run. But uh, Sonny Dykes said that Chandler Morris will be available to play. Um, I don't know if you'll see that, but it wouldn't shock me. They bring him in goal line if they get that scenario where they need a better running QB, Chandler Morris. But here's Here's something to watch for today. I, I would watch for if if Igwebu starts off slow. I would look mm-hmm. for, I would look for Watt yeah. to be moved to that position. Cannot to be at uh, Cheetah. You're not they're just not gonna watch do that. They're just not, watch for they're it. not gonna do that. That okay, makes just no watch sense. For it. What's gonna happen is I rewatched the K State game. Okay. Two guys, Igwebu and Broyles. You're acting like players have never had a bad game before. But I'm saying, leading up to this game, I don't think Aguayo's played great all year. He needs to play good today. I agree. But what I'm saying is, after rewatching that over and over again, the K State game, number two and 25 were in the wrong position. If you're wanting, if you're time. wanting Aguayo to get benched, I'm going to tell you right I'm now, not that's that. not going to happen. I'm not wanting that. I'm saying, if 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 it, if he starts off bad, look for Kanak is a guy that needs to be on the field. And I don't have to find a way to get him on there. I've seen a lot of people. Saying that Kanak needs to be starting over guys like Wayne. I didn't say start. I'm not saying you. I didn't say start. He's played in every game except I, last week. I'm not saying I didn't you. Get that. I'm, can you let me finish? What I was going to say is I don't think you're going to see 
any reason that Iguabu and White get benched for Connect. However, last week, Iguabu and Stuffman were pretty much on the field all game defensively. I think that's not going to happen. We're going to see what I'm subbing. saying. Why didn't Connect play last oh. I think they're going to sub more at that linebacker position, whether it be bringing Harrington, Harmon, Connect in, and White moving down, or. There was, there was two times in specific last week that David Iguabu chasing down Adrian Martinez. Number one, took a bad angle. Number two, is not fast enough to get him. And Martin, because we're both on third now. And he's played the whole game. Both he didn't come now. out of the game. He, yep. You've got to give him more subs. I think we see I that agree. I think Connect's going to get on the field today. I don't think he's going to be starting by any means. But I didn't say start. That linebacker job, with, well, you what you brought up, I don't think that's as much of a thing I'm looking for as the safety position because okay. the Royals did not play great the other day. Hey. Neither did Key Lawrence by any means. Well, so Justin Harrington is a safety next now. To Bowman that kind of goes out and takes that job today. I'm looking for it to be either Broyles, Lawrence, um, Damon Harmon, Trey Morrison, Justin Harrington. I think one of those five guys needs to go out and assert themselves as a second safety because Justin Broyles and Key Lawrence last week, they didn't look good. Well, you know, and the thing that I think with Harrington being moved to safety now really shows how much confidence Ted Roof and BB have in Deshaun White. Because Justin Harrington is such a talented player. Yeah, and, White and, and I think White is really over the last – outside of the one third and 16, White maybe played the best game on defense. Yeah, he played against and, and, Yeah, he did against K-State last week. And versus Nebraska, he was having the game of his life till he got kicked out. Yeah, he's playing good. But here's the thing. I, I've watched Venable's defense for 15 years, guys. Two positions have to be good. Linebacker, Linebacker and safety. And yep. that was bad against K-State. Broyles was bad. Number yeah. two and Stutzman were bad. Well, so they got, that's the reason they got whooped. Well, also the, the, the D-line, the D-line was bad. D-line was bad. you got to get better pass rush than that. But uh, with Broyles and – I think Broyles and Aguebu both start this game today. Um, but I, I don't know how long Broyles – can uh, outplay Key Lawrence. I think Key Lawrence is just simply more talented and better and more physical and more athletic. I think he – that's my guess for who's going to take that safety job. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. You know, but, like, I feel like on this defense today, if – I think now we're getting to the point here where guys are going to have a short, a short leash because – I think if the defense does not play good again today, there's probably going to be some changes made. I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't know if you can pull someone like – I don't know. There's a lot of guys I don't think they would go ahead and bench or change, but definitely need to have a bounce-back performance defensively. I would say that any time that in the second half that TCU doesn't have a chance – to score and tie the game, I would consider it a positive game defensively. Fact, well, yeah, obviously, for sure, I agree. And also, one thing that's going to help on our defense this week is we're not facing Deuce Vaughn. Pure, flat-out blank, period. No, but we're Vaughn. facing a better offense than that. Yeah. 
I mean, their passing game is a lot better, but their, their rushing running game may be better too. Good. What? Their running game might be better too. No. They have like Deuce Vaughn, but their quarterback's way better runner than Adrian Martinez. And Kendra Miller is a pretty solid back. So it's a, it's a running game that is very close to what yeah, K-State Yeah, on. it's also a lot more different of a running game than what K-State is. Well, and, and you brought it up, their passing game is going to be better. That's one of the biggest things I'm looking for and I'm writing about it as we speak is Woody Washington's matchup versus Quint Johnson. Woody Washington was not great last week at all. In the touchdown he gave to Malik Knowles, that was pretty solid coverage, but there were some plays where it, he just didn't look like the lockdown corner we needed him to be. So if they're going to play man today, I want to watch that Woody Washington, Woody Washington versus Quentin Johnson matchup. Like last week we talked about Felix and DK Uzoma versus Anton Harrison. This week it's Woody versus Quentin Johnson. Quentin, Quentin Johnson, you can make the case that he's a top two wide receiver in the Big 12. He's going he's gonna to go on to play in the NFL. This is by far the best matchup that Woody Washington is going to get uh, so far, apart from the dude that um, Kent State had. He was pretty solid, but Quentin Johnson's better. So. Oh, yeah, sure. And also, whenever we played against TCU last year, we did not have uh, Woody healthy either. And Quentin Johnson had a big game. Yeah, he did. You know, but I look at a scenario where Kenai Walker might start the game on Quentin Johnston. No. Because, well, the thing is, Kenai has the size and... He's not better than Woody. And over, really, the last couple weeks, Kenai and Gentry Williams, I've heard, are starting to to come along in the defensive back room. Now that Kenai's gotten healthy... He's starting to play good. Yeah, and last time we got to see who the top four corners are, and I think the only four corners we will see in closer meaningful games that much. Jaden Davis, Woody, DJ Graham, and Kanai. Yep. Kanai got some run out there, but I think it's Woody versus Quentin Johnson. Woody is just our best corner, the lockdown corner. Yeah. We need him to have a good game. And – I wouldn't well, be shocked if DJ Graham gets a bit more run than Jaden Davis. Yeah, well, it's just like, also, like, how many, like, do they throw all four guys on Quentin Johnson just to show them different things the whole game? I doubt it. It's probably going to be Woody. Woody most of the game. But I, I, other good receivers. I think, yeah, I think we'll see some of Kanai on them, too. Yeah, they got they got some fast receivers too, um, and this is a good offense, better, way better than Kansas State. But yeah. I don't think that Max Duggan is gonna turn into uh, prime Michael Vick or whatever, however you want to say it, like Adrian Martinez did. Well, it could happen. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think this is the bounce back game. I think defensively, yep. I think we should see a way better performance because I bet Venables. You know, I think they got something for TCU. Coming off a loss, defensively, we got to see how they respond. Like, in years past, you come off a loss, the offense has always gone out there and just lit up the other teams. But how does the defense do it? Because and the offense and the slow starts, we can't have that. You mentioned it already. Like defensively, you cannot let the other team get up 4-0, 14-0. But if you get ball first 
or if you're on defense first, you got to either get a stop and go score or go score and get a stop. If you can get up 14-0 in the first quarter by any way, I think that's just about as good as a first quarter you're going to get. And 14-0, apart from maybe Nebraska, but that is the best first quarter. I would say it's the best first quarter we would be able to see if you can get up 14-0. I don't care how you do it, if you can do it. Yeah. And and we need to see more turnovers today. We didn't get too many turnovers. Um, Actually, we didn't get any turnovers last week. Nebraska, you win that game, and you got some turnovers. I want to see someone on defense make a play. Because last week, there was not really anyone who was going out there was like, oh, that player played a good game. Defensively, I can't point out anyone who played a good game last week, apart from maybe Jalen Redmond, but even he didn't even get any sacks. And that's another thing. Last week, I think we had zero sacks, four tackles for loss. That is That should never happen. Today, we need to have more than that. I think... You gotta have at least ten tackles for loss today. That's how that's how you have good defensive stops and getting off the field on third down. That's gonna be another big thing that I want to see. If you're getting that third and five on the first drive, you need to be getting off the field there. Mhm. Yep. Uh, I mean, I guess that sums it up on defense. We pretty much talked about everything that we we need to see. I mean. Outside the the defensive line needs to have a, a monster game. The defensive all, line played so bad last week, and it yeah. And I get that they are not the talent that Venables needs in the future, but they played terrible. And if he's healthy, I think R. Mason Thomas should be getting a little bit more playing time this week. Because I I mean last week the best two defensive ends I I couldn't tell you, but well well he wasn't even in in pads last week. He was I think I think. He would have made an impact on that game, but I think he's going to get more run today. Not starting, but I think still downs and grinds, even though I think Laulu could pretty much be a starter on that defensive line because Grimes has been good. He was uh, didn't even record a single stat last week. You can't have that. Um, and then I think I think Coe. Coe is probably your best defensive tackle if you're going to run that three safety or uh, rush three look where – but I think Johnson, How you Johnson put Redmond, Jalen Redmond over Co. Huh? You put in Jalen Redmond over Co. If you're gonna rush three on passing downs, I would say Co. But Co. I think is the best one. But I think Johnson is very good in the run game. Even though last week no one was good in the run game. And Jalen Redmond, those are obviously your top three. Then you got Jordan Kelly, Kelvin Gilliam. I think he's somewhere in there. He fits in somewhere in there. You got to see a better game from those five, even if we're going to see some of Josh Ellison, too. But those defensive tackles got to play better, get some better push. And you got to have someone come off the edge and get a sack. We talked about how good Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes are. Whatever they put on the tape last week was atrocious. You can't have that. I look for uh, McGill Chavis to have them coming out there. And, I, guys, it's a, is this a bit of a bold take? I think we see about 15 tackles for loss today. I mean, that, that could be a crazy take, but. How many? Fifteen. I mean, that's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I would I would say ten is about right. Well, over the like over the course of the week, and, and especially going into the day, like I have a feeling that Venables is just gonna have that defense come out there and 
and light them up. Now, I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I feel at the moment. But offensively, you got to have a better game. And listen, I put it on my Thursday takes this week where I think that you're going to see a very, very good performance from Dylan Gabriel. That That may just... That is my take. I think he has a freaking performance yeah. that is just like yeah. it. The performance I think he's gonna have today is not the Heisman breakout performance, Ooh. but it's somewhere in that ballpark. I think Gabriel comes out and he throws for 400 yards, however many TDs he throws for. He yeah. makes. He's been pretty solid running the ball, and I think he just makes some very good throws. And and I don't think he will miss too many today. He got criticized last week in what was actually a pretty solid performance. Not not great, but good. I think today we see great. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think we see the game from Dylan Gabriel that maybe proves all the doubters wrong because I understand last week why people were giving him the hate, but I don't think he deserved the hate for not taking the dub in the game. I mean... Like, people blamed it on Dylan Gabriel and just forgot what kind of game the defense had last week. Dylan Gabriel was way down on the Palms last week. He yeah. good enough to win the game. 35 points, 34, whatever it was. Good enough to win the game. There's three different guys in the passing game that I'm looking at to have a very solid game today. Marvin Mims, because he's Marvin Mims, they need to get him the ball quick into this game. Second. Braden Willis. Mm-hmm. Braden Willis has been pretty solid, but he hasn't. The performance he had in week one, we haven't really seen that in a minute. He's been good blocking, but I think he's today he's going to have a very, very solid game. Braden Willis, Marvin Mims, obviously, in the passing game, but you know where I'm going with the next one. I've been saying it for the past, like, ten weeks. Jalil Farouk, I do think this week has potential to be the breakout week. Last week he played good. He played good. He didn't get the touchdowns, and you got to look at the game script for why he didn't get the touchdowns, which is, you know, you get past, and this is another thing, you get past the 50-yard line, and boom, penalty. Offensive line, false start, false start. You cannot have that this week. That that stalled so many drives last week. Stalled them. Yeah, for sure. And it also, last week, it gave K-State so many chances to just match the personnel we had on the field. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have the false starts, but I think Farouk and Mims obviously gonna have a good day. I mean, Weiss and Stoops are gonna play like Weiss and Stoops do. They've been solid all year, and I think they continue to do that. But offensively, those are the guys I would look at. Defensively, I think Stutzman and Co are gonna have a good game. Key Lawrence as well. Um, hopefully, Woody Washington plays well against Quentin Johnson. If we don't hear Woody Washington's name called too much today, I think that's a positive sign. And really just, you know, if we could go out and get a statement victory today, I would be so happy. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I mean, well, obviously we'll talk about our score prediction soon, but I think there there is a world in which OU wins this game by 40 plus points. Now, obviously, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm sensing 
that this is a different kind of approach, a different kind of mentality with these coaches. This team has has embodied Brent, Brent Venables' energy, his culture, you know? Everything that BB does as a coach well. His intensity, his preparation. And I think we're going to see a complete different team. And I heard some people saying this was the best practice of the year so far this week. So, and usually, whatever we hear, we had a good practice. I mean, usually things have historically gone well for Oklahoma. Yeah, you need a good practice coming off a complete and utter embarrassing performance. Um, that for sure. But, you know, I think I the 40-point thing is a stretch. But I there's a world it happens. Because I don't think if you get up 14-0 or if you're up, let's just say, you know, if in some way you get up 28-7, to I don't think this team is going to freaking let up. I think they're just going to keep going right at them. But, I, I mean, still, um, just any type of victory where we can walk away and say that that was a good win, any type of victory where you can feel good about the team – and where it's going, that would be that would be ideal in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you know, agree as I like to say. A win is a win. And I mean, obviously you would rather not have a crappy win today. You would rather want to look good because you want to have a great week, have your confidence run high before you go down to Dallas next week to play against Texas. Who is not a bad team, no matter them not winning last week against Texas Tech. I still think Texas is better than what they've been in the past couple years. But, I mean, we probably shouldn't talk about Texas because that's next week. But I think you need to have a big win this week in order to have your confidence high. Yeah, you need so, to have more than just a win ugly or just a win this week. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into the next thing. We talked about a lot of this. All right, so we're going to start off with our score predictions this week. So uh, who wants to get us started? I'll start it. I'm going to go OU 48, TCU 17. I'm going with a big bounce back this week. All right, well, Jason, I almost have the same exact score as you. I have 45-17 OU today. Nice. Uh, for me, I'm going to go – um, this, you guys can say what you want. It may be a big win or out of this world prediction. I'm going 51 to 21 today. Okay. All right, so offensive player of the game. Who wants to start this one out? Okay, for me, I'm no longer going to pick the offensive line. That's been a common theme for me. Um, I'm going to pick Braden Willis. Uh, I think he needs to have a big impact today. He has not been involved enough in early in the games. Uh, I think we see more of an assertive 
effort to get Braden Willis involved more today? All right. I'm going to go with one that people have been on his case. I've heard people talk about him. I think he's going to by far have his best game of the year. Yep, talking think. maybe four to five touchdowns and no is. interceptions. Yep. I'm going Dylan Gabriel. I think it's going to be his best game of the year. Listen, that was totally going to be my pick. I wrote about it earlier. I think this is going to be a big game because people have been on him for some reason. But he's missed some throws. I don't think that happened. I think he has a great game. I agree with you. And I just want to ask you guys, can you guys – is there? Can you guys predict which way I'm going to go with this one? Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims. That is not my pick. Although I think Marvin Mims has a big game. Theo Weiss is not my pick. I'm going with the guy I've picked for the past three Farouk weeks. Again. I'm going with Jalil Farouk. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I do think this is the breakout week. Right? I've picked him the past two weeks, and he hasn't had the breakout week. So we're going to go with Eric Gray today. So you're picking two guys? No, I'm picking Eric Gray. But just in case. No, I'm picking Eric Gray this week. Because I think that the week I don't pick him, this will be the Farouk breakout week. Defensive player of the game, who do y'all got? For me, I really can't say it's hard for me to choose, but I think I'm going to go with Woody Washington, man. I think he just plays the game that, we know he can play. He has all-American all potential as a cornerback. He's going to be going against Quentin Johnson, who's debatably the best wide receiver in the Big 12, and he is one of the best wide wide receivers in the country. Um, You know, and I, I think we see that day from Woody Washington where we're like, okay, this is who he is. He, he is that dude out there. Right. I'm, I'm going to go with the bounce-back game again for another person. I'm gonna go Danny Stutzman. Takes my pick again. Stutzman, I, I feel I like he may have. He's gonna have a lot of tackles. He's gonna have an interception today. Oh. Okay. That is a. That's a. Brody, who you got? Uh, I got Key Lawrence. Like I said uh, in my Thursday takes, I think he goes out and takes that job at safety today. I think he has a big game. Um, that's my pick. Um. And so what we got next, um, before we do our weekly picks, we did this last week, and I think it should look a little bit different this week. Quick quick thing, I want to get y'all top five teams in the Big 12. All right, so I'll start out. Uh, no, number one going into this week, I don't know how this is going to go with you guys, but I have Kansas, man. You know, I think they're – I'm not saying they're the best team, but right now with how they're playing, they're playing like the best team, so I'm going to put them at number one. I think it's ridiculous they're not ranked inside the AP Top 25 pool. Um, Number two, I think right now I'm going to have to put Kansas State with how how they played last week. I know they didn't – you know, they didn't – Play good against Tulane, but they showed Oklahoma up, and I think they're going to be a tough team to beat out for the rest of the year. Third, I do have uh, uh, OU. Um, fourth, I have Baylor, and five, I have TCU. All right, wait, so wait, I, wait, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't know what this this ranking was, but this is mine: Oklahoma State, Baylor, OU, TCU, Texas with Ewers, Texas without Ewers. That means Kansas is five. That's my rating. 
If well, Texas I, has you in their bottom Jackson, five. how can you not have OSU? I don't know Alex Mann did not have OSU. Oh, in it's five. because OSU hasn't played a conference game yet. Okay, OU did and OU lost. Let me go with my top five. I, I'm 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 same as number one. I'm going with OSU. I agree they haven't played anybody, but you, I mean they, they beat Notre Dame in a bowl game last year. I mean they haven't lost and OU played a conference game and they lost. So I'm gonna go OSU one. I'm gonna go number two Kansas. I'm gonna go number three K State. I'm gonna go number four. Baylor, and I'm going to go number five OU until I see OU do something different than I saw last week. I agree with you. So let's go ahead and get into our top – well, we got five or six picks today. Well, the past week, you got and, six. Hey, on these picks today, I realize every week I suck. But I'm still going to pick from who I – Guys, I know who he's picking. The, the <coughs> game of the day will stand for last, Arkansas-Alabama. We already know your pick on that one. No, let's go with the first game I got picked today, and that's – Two unbeaten teams, one of them surprisingly ranked number seven, Kentucky. Kentucky at Ole Miss, guys. Let me start this out by saying Kentucky has the number one quarterback in all of football, in my opinion. He will be the number one drafted quarterback next year. Wow. Oh, wow. my. Over he Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, yes. going to take he, Will Levis. Yes, and he they are going to win at Ole Miss today. I got Ole Miss. Today. Uh, for me, I have – Kentucky, too. I like what Mark Stoops has done with the program. I think he's turned him around. I think he's going to get a big-time job soon somewhere. But I'm I'm not convinced that Ole Miss is that good of a team. This is not – Kentucky is not the number seven best team. Kentucky is All like right. this every year. They're solid, and then they get beat. They're right, going to get beat today. Game number two, we're going to go with Michigan at Iowa. Is this going to be a contest, guys? Give me Iowa. Nah, give me the Wolverines. In the cakewalk. I want to explain my pick a little bit. I, I'm, I'm Give kind of, me I'm Iowa. Iowa. You got JJ McCarthy, <coughs> who hasn't seen a defense like Iowa. True. As a starting quarterback, they could eat his lunch. Now the concern is, can Iowa score? But here's the deal. Give me Iowa. If you go look at the last ten, I think it's ten years or something. The most upsets from top ten teams come from Iowa beating them. So let me pick yeah. Iowa from the heart here today, guys. This is that Michigan, right? I know. I, I oh, oh, yeah, give me Iowa. Oh, all right. So, okay, I do not know it was Iowa, so I think I'm going to have to flip to Iowa. Yeah, Wolverines in a big one. All right, next game. One of the best games of the day. Baylor. You got OSU at Baylor. I'm going with O-Pokes. OSU here. We need OSU to get this win. I'm going with OSU. I'm going with Baylor. All right. Whew, game number four. There's, there's The last few are tough. I think – you have to pick NC State at Clemson. This game's game day's there, top 15 matchup. Clemson, big win last week, even though they should have lost, I felt like. But can they win at home tonight versus NC State? Guys, we're hoping that Clemson falls because it helps us. Give me NC State. Devin Leary is a pretty solid quarterback. It's going to be very tough for them to go in there and win that. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that – I mean, guys, if – Clemson and Michigan lose, and OU wins today. Like, there will be a better Saturday. Well, and also if USC loses. Yeah, I need USC to lose. And and here's another one. Jackson, who you got in this game, actually? Who you got? Um, same as you. NC State, who do you have? I'm going to take Clemson. Yeah, and so I talked about having a great Saturday, but what would make this Saturday even better is an upset in our next pick. The game of the day, 
features the Alabama Crimson Tide here against Arkansas here in Fayetteville. And guys, I picked Arkansas every week. You know that last game was a blemish because we all know if anybody watched that game, they should have won the game. You can't jump for a Superman play from the three-yard line, have it returned for a touchdown. That's a 14-point turnaround. They should not have beat And miss a field goal. They should have beat Amy. They They would have been undefeated. And listen, mark it down. Mark it down. They will win This is the biggest Arkansas knee rider I've ever seen. He, they will he's win always on Arkansas How much you want to put on it? No win. He's always on Arkansas knee. I would love to see him win, but I would <laughs> gladly put $100 on Bama right now. I think Do you want to know what? Multiple scores. Do you want to know what? Never pick against Nick Saban, so I'm going to pick Alabama. Okay. I, I think they're going to control the game on, on, on the field, mm-hmm. staying on the mm-hmm. field, and they're going to beat them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a very biased In fact, right the there. Alabama transfer, Drew Sanders, has a big play in the game. This is the very big – I mean, like, uh, this is the biggest Arkansas meat rider as an OU fan that you guys love or find. That's right. I'm going to come back with five victories today, baby. Okay, yeah. So has he ever won more than two picks? I don't know. But that pretty much goes ahead and wraps up this pregame podcast, episode 10. We'll be right back right after the game for the pod. In, in about three hours. Following immediately following the game, we will have one. Peace.